Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys, what's shaking? Or I should say, what's cracking, Clapper? No. No? Okay. No. Hey, Wells. Hi. I will Hi. respond to that. Okay. What's new? Let me show two. Yeah. We, we, uh, we went from a, a trio of non-alcoholic beers to two barley wines in the lineup today. Man, when you say you are going to stop drinking for the month of June, <laughs> you don't we mean any really <laughs> swing back hard in the other direction. Right? I believe they call this a uh, market correction. Yes. 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 That's exactly it. It's yeah, a market I, correction. We're, we're buzzed on Josh last episode because he was he was going to go non-alcoholic for the month of June just to try and cut some calories out and, and treat his body a little better. And uh, we, you know, Wells and I were going to be supportive. We were going to do like stuff that we knew Josh didn't like so that he wouldn't feel bad. Oh yeah, I was going to be in here drinking apple brandy while yep. Josh sips his not NAs. Yeah, yeah, it was you know whatever, and uh, you know it didn't didn't quite work out. So we get this text yesterday. And Josh is like, I'm off the NA bandwagon. Um, regular show. We're going to have these three non-alcoholic beers in the first show. But after that, regular stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, barley wines it is. <laughs> <laughs> Overcorrection. We're clearing up the teaser. Well, it was time. Some of that stuff has been hanging out in there for a while. At least one of the rav cans has been in there for a hot minute. Yeah, but that's a... I think it might be, even be like a 2020. So, you know. Okay. It's fine. That's okay. a feature, not a bug. That's right. That's right. Oh, wow, a barley wine's been hanging out the keyser for a second. Kept cold and in the dark. Uh-huh. Awesome. I know. In a can. In a can. Yeah. I know. It's it's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, so I guess because the music's still playing, I have a question, Wells. Because huh? you tend to play more video games than I. Than, well, than Jeff. Uh, you played the new, not new now at this point, it's like two years old, the new Valhalla, the yeah. AC game. Did yeah. you like it? Uh, yeah, I haven't gotten into Ragnarok, though, like that DLC. I've been working through the Batman Arkham titles because... That's just, that's fun to go through and play through again. I, it is. I, I recently have done this. I recognize where you're coming from. Just so I can absolutely have the shit scared out of me again man bat. by man bat every friggin' time like this and is, i know it's coming this is like the seventh time i've encountered because i've played the game and new game plus right. and all that stuff so this is not my first rodeo <laughs> every time i'm just every like time. oh no oh and it's such a bummer that the the new rocksteady game got pushed to 2023 i was looking forward to it outside of who it was sure Sure, because Suicide Squad, whatever. But I don't know, man. Like, you know, it's Rockstar. So, so, so or Rocksteady. Sorry. So the first Suicide Squad movie was dog movie. shit. Um, the the new one was remarkably better, even though you know the final fight scene against you know Patrick from SpongeBob was kind of weird. But I, I really enjoyed the first half, and the opening was amazing. Oh, it was fantastic. The weasel, like, yeah, I need to see an origin movie. I don't like, know. I, I need to stand alone. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, but um, Peacemaker was a good show. Still haven't watched it. <laughs> Me neither. It's it's a, not interested. The first couple episodes were a little slow, but like it it actually is was really good. I really enjoyed it. Okay. And then you start listening to some uh, Swedish rock, you know, some wigwam. You'll be in, you'll be in sight. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm not. I'll play it, you know. Yeah. It's rock steady. I, I see that Game Pass is getting um, 
whatever Assassin's Creed was the, uh, in the in Egypt. Oh, Origins. Origin. Okay, so yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll. Oh man, I don't know if I want to commit. <laughs> I mean, I will tell you, out of the the three quote unquote reboots, that one has the least amount of map throw up, as I like to call it. Oh. Two is the worst of the map throw up. Ah uh, yes, ah uh, you're in the map. Here are the eighty seven thousand things you need to pick up. Yep. And not a, and, and I I really appreciate what like Tiny Tina is doing for that whole like go run run through the map to find this one little tchotchke. Yeah. You know, it's actually improving my luck now. I'm I'm just going through and I'm cleaning all of those out right now. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. But uh yeah. Good point. Welcome to Craft Gamer. Cast. Welcome to Internet Cyborg Party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh anyway, trying to make fetch happen. I know, right? The brewery that apparently unbeknownst to me was kind of the given credit for reviving a pumpkin ale that is called Buffalo Bill's Brewery is shutting down after 40 years. Never even heard of them. Can't say that I've really heard of them either. And fuck off for making pumpkin ale a thing. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, if they'd have just put the lotion on the skin, they'd have been fine. Right. I mean, it is sad that a brewery is closing down after 40 years. Don't get me wrong. But uh, you get what you deserve when you make pumpkin ale come back. (laughs) Now, I've had some really good pumpkin beers. In the past, like I'm, I'm thinking just, on purpose, even yeah, Weyerbacher, like off the top of my head, you know, could make a really good pumpkin beer. Um, but for every one of those, you would end up with uh, you know, Southern Tier. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, at least those came with a shot of insulin, though. Oh, yeah, especially with insulin prices these days. I mean, it's much cheaper to find these beers. Nine months later in the discount bin, then you know buy insulin in the open market for real. So yeah, Buffalo Bills, uh, San Francisco area brew pub, been around for almost forty years, which is an impressive stint. That's not nothing. Uh, had danced uh, the bankruptcy dance uh, before COVID, and then having to be closed for six months and not really being able to come back to full strength afterwards. Um, was just unfortunately the final nail in their coffin. You, you hate to see it, but uh, <laughs> to Josh's point, it's kind of what you get for uh, unleashing pumpkin ale on the rest of us. Yep. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, I'm glad that <clears throat> pumpkin beer has kind of subsided, at least in my eyes. Maybe it hasn't. Yeah. And I just haven't paid enough attention to it. Yeah. But it does seem to be the thing that it was even five years ago. Yeah, I think you're right, Josh. I think it, it definitely... There was a definite peak of interest. Oh my god, it was obnoxious. And, and everybody was making them, and everybody had them. And, I, and much like every other trendy style, it's a big deal. Everybody tries to make them. The good ones stick around. Yep. And then some others who just are committed to the bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the other thing, too, I guess I do want to mention is just as a... <clears throat> Credit to the state of North Carolina that, you know, when we shut down as a nation, we passed emergency laws that kind of allowed a lot of these places to stay afloat with cocktails to go and everything else where, you know, maybe had this place had that same benefit, maybe they wouldn't be shutting down. I don't know. I mean, heck, we were talking uh, the last recording about Minnesota finally passing a growler bill that enabled... um, you know, growler sales from, you know, certain larger breweries, but also take home yeah. sales from those breweries. Yep. 
it seemed like the common sense thing to do would be to kind of enable a lot more avenues to market for these places. And, and what the heck, Minnesota? I mean, that was weird. It was. It was. I don't know if uh, to-go cocktails are still legal in North Carolina, though. They aren't. They are not. Okay. Nope. I just, that was the Emergency COVID Act okay. that has since quietly gone away. But Sunset. Again, yeah. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the fact that they did that to help businesses be creative about how to stay open. Yeah. So many restaurants have pivoted, and some are still struggling to recover from all of that. Yeah. But it's great that they had that. I, I just... Much like non-alcoholic beer, the use case for me with to-go cocktails is just very, very small. Well, and and just to show you how much some of these places are already thriving, the the place that the wife and I went to for a 10-year anniversary, I had to reserve a table literally three weeks in advance. Like, couldn't even walk in the door if I wanted to. Yeah, your McDonald's is weird. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) That's why I go to the Wendy's. And if the dining room's full, there's always the dumpster. <laughs> uh, well, why is it harder for me to find my local beer on tap that I like, or my favorite even? So this article is uh, kind of focused on, speaking of states, not really getting your shit together. Uh, we've joked around about Pennsylvania having some very archaic um, laws on the books. And... One of them is um, the inability for bars to do uh, to buy beer directly from breweries. They have to go through distributors. Well, in case... Wait, you, what state are you talking about now? Pennsylvania. Huh. Well, it's like something we do here in North Carolina. But. Well, true. But... Totally. Uh, in... I'm, I'm sure everybody's aware of supply chain issues and everything and uh, labor market woes, the inability to find delivery drivers... And that's really hitting beer distribution business, especially hard. Um, you know, not being able to find drivers. They're, yeah. uh, these distributors are having to trim routes. So typically, if you were able to deliver to a bar uh, once a week, now it's once a month. And if you are, you know, if you don't have a, a giant cold room to keep a month's worth of keg deliveries Which in. Which is exactly what bars spend all their real estate on, uh, right? It's just right. beer storage. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah. We, beer we could, yeah, we could have a large cold room or we could have like, I don't know, three, four top tables. Um, this is really hurting, you know, bartender or bars that have already been kicked while they're down. And they are appealing, you know, trying to get some measures go in in, a, in the state of Pennsylvania to kind of alleviate that bottleneck or at least allow them to go to the distributor and pick up beer themselves. Which would be all right. Which would be fine. Yeah. Like, because they can do that with their own liquor. Oh. Which is weird. Like, in North Carolina, sure. if you are a bartender, like, if you are a bar, you have to go to your designated ABC store in, in North Carolina, at least, pick up your own liquor. It's the same way in Pennsylvania. You've got a store, you go buy it, but... But they don't trust you to pick up beer and wine. You Which have makes to, zero fucking sense. No but, kidding. But again, this feels less like a sense and logic issue and more of a distributors want that money. Yeah. And they want they want the control. But the distributors, I would argue, aren't getting that money right now. 
Fair. If you are running out of, or if you're unable to make, you know, the same volume of deliveries, if you can only hit a, a, a bar one time a month and they only have enough room for five kegs, whereas before when they're hitting every week, you know, you could offload say 10 kegs in the same in a, in a month. Like the distributors, this would be common sense for them too. Yeah. I mean, no, hey, you're, you're already struggling with, um, you know, being able to field a, a full team of, of delivery drivers. Like, hmm, why don't we just take some of this pressure off of you and have the bar show up once a week in a truck and just bring the beer back to their place? I mean, th- that's a common sense measure. Sure is. That, unfortunately, I just don't know the likelihood of this passing because, you know, how it is with common sense measures uh, in alcohol law, especially, yep. and uh, politics. Yeah, it's a big fat no. Non-starter. I don't know what you're talking about, Wells. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Woof. Wow. There is a marketed difference between two of those beers. Yes. yes. One of them is good. Yes. One of them. Oh. I, hey, look, I. you were warned. It's a show d- donation, which, you know, yeah, like yeah, if you want fun. to donate beer to the show and have us either gush all over it or, or dump shit it. all over it. I mean, those are, these are the two options. And sometimes it's in the middle. You know, we're like, yeah, it's okay. Um, True. Good point. Still reach out to us on the interwebs by your contact method of choice. Uh, Twitter at CBcast. Facebook.com slash craftbeercast. Send me a, a DM that way. Um, or contact, contact. Or at craftbeercast. Contact at craftbeercast.com uh, over the emails if you want did, to go. But ever- like, you want to do like some sort of a trade. You've got some beer in your market that you think is really good. You want us to try? Hit us up. We'll we'll work out a trade. Send you some local goodies from here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's good times. Yeah. Uh, speaking of good times, maybe I don't know. Most of chorus has decided to get into more into the hard seltzer to the point where they are investing sixty five million dollars into a production facility in Fort Worth. Did 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 they not get the memo that uh, seltzer is flattening out? No. Apparently not. So what this is going to allow them to do, it's one of their uh, brewery locations in Fort Worth. And they're trying to bring a lot of their seltzer production kind of in-house. But what a lot of this infrastructure improvement is going towards is the ability to do hard seltzer or any sort of, I guess, uh, variety packs. You know, it, it's one thing to just say, hey, we're going to be canning 12 packs or cases or whatever of this one beer. It, there's a whole other infrastructure, you know, type of thing that needs to be set up if you're dropping four different beers into one package because it's, I mean, it's just logistically harder. So you're going to need to mechanize that a little bit to keep up with speed. So, man, uh, they're going to be able to package up to six different flavors in a 12 or 24 pack configuration and repackage up to 1.5 million barrels of seltzer Jesus. each year just, just with this upgrade. What the heck? Now, this is the same... Oh, they do Topo Chico's. They do. And uh, Coors Hard I Seltzer. Know, I, keep, I keep looking for the grapefruit. Once the grapefruit's there, or the fuck it, I looked for the Mountain Dew this weekend, by the way. Oh, it's going to happen. Like, I'd look for it, too. Whenever I'm at the store, I'm like, I wonder if they got the Mountain Dew yet. No Mountain Dew yet. We're well, having no Mountain Dew here because I mean they're rolling it out by in a state by state basis. Sure. So and North Carolina point, has not even been announced yet. Oh. Well, when it happens, 
I'm picking up some Taco Bell on the way in. We're Ooh. having Baja Blast <laughs> Seltzer and yeah. some Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I can shit myself in show two. Damn yeah. straight. That's, That's right. why we take a break. That's right. <laughs> we'll be back in 30 minutes. minutes. <laughs> so, Wells, let me ask you this question because I'll be honest. This was like one of the one articles I did not read out of all of them. Sure. I don't blame you. Uh, is there a way that they could pivot this away from seltzery into, let's say that they invest into marijuana-based beverages? Can they pivot into that from yeah. this? Yeah, I mean, basically, this allows them to do any sort of variety pack in a 12 or 24-pack gotcha. format. Okay. So, theoretically, you could channel any sort of configuration of beverages here. Okay. Any brewery but, that's not thinking about that as they expand is dumb. Uh, it, well, any brewery of this size, I, I wouldn't say that of like, right? New, like, like I don't think New Realm is like, mm, yes, let's expand into this area because weed, weed beers, yeah. But let, but to spend sixty five million dollars on a, a fucking bank on a Although, repackaging with facility. the cost of money today, you know, like how much? How much is that in twenty? In a twenty nineteen dollars, right? I mean, you know, it's probably probably what would have cost them like you know eighteen million back in twenty eighteen, is now yeah. sixty five, and it's a good point. And I mean, you know, let's face it, the seltzer, as much as we like to shit on it, is not going anywhere. It's nope. not slowing down. I mean, it is now to the point of that that teeter that those last two coolers yes. are nothing but seltzers For or sure. NA beers. Yeah, like at mine. One whole side is all macro, and then like the weird like thirty ounce cans that are still there for some reason. Oh, the singles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They come with like a brown paper sack and everything. Yes. Um, and then on the other side, it's like three cooler doors of. There's like one of like local, one of like semi-local, one of definitely craft but not local, and then everything else is seltzer. Yep. Like, yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. That's where we're going. That's it we're going. is crazy, absolutely crazy. But I mean, sixty five million dollars that's that's not chump change. I don't care if you're Molson Coors. No, it's that's, not. That's it's not. one heck of a bill to pay. Yeah, it is. Uh, this article actually upset me quite a bit because it's chock full of lies. But Wells, please continue. Whoa, chock full of lies. Yes. Okay. Yes. So this is an this is an older article. Obviously, uh, this isn't twenty seventeen. Yeah, two thousand seventeen. What is this like? CNN breaking news, <laughs> right? The the what was it? The uh, the Titanic sunk sixty five years ago. <laughs> no, really? They, they literally had that as a breaking news. Was it a picture? 60- was it a picture of the moon? And it goes, "We landed on the moon." The only reason that I was looking up this article was. Because I was trying to find some information on the brewer of one of the beers that we had on this show. Okay. That I knew was a Trader Joe's exclusive brand that oh, had been contract brewed by somebody. Now I see what's going so on. So I'm trying to figure out, like, what else does this brewery make? And I went down a whole long rabbit hole of what... You know, what is contract brewing? What are the types of contract uh, brewing arrangements? Why is Trader Joe's so afraid to talk about it? Yeah. Which they absolutely are. 
They just, yeah, we don't talk about our business practices. Yep. That's fair, I guess. I mean, uh, I mean, everything in Trader Joe's is contracted by somebody else if you don't know any better. But yep. And they just slap their name on it. And yep. But here, here is where my, and now that I know this is from 2017, I'm like, whatever. Um, they swap these contracts out constantly. Yeah. Like, I guarantee you, if you walked into a Trader Joe's today in 2022 and you looked at those beers, even though the beer label is the same, it's made by somebody different. It, it very well could be, yeah. I, I feel like they swap these contracts out about every six months to a year. Because at one point, Sam Adams was doing a lot of contract brewing. Firestone Walker was doing a lot of contract brewing for them. Unknown. Unknown was? Mm-hmm. No shit. Yep. Wow. So were they doing nationwide or just local? Man, I don't know. Okay. Because that's the other thing, too. Um, is we talked about doing this show years ago, and I remember this, right. of we were going to do the Trader Joe's Aldi show. Yeah. Of because all of that stuff is contract brewed. Yep, none of it is made by those places. They yeah, farm it out. Like Unibrew makes a lot of this stuff too. Yes, they do, and some of it's really good. Yeah, the the Trader Joe's Belgian made by Unibrew was real good. Yeah, it's fucking delicious, and it's like what six bucks for a oh, bomber of it. Cheap. Yeah, and I'm a, a a huge slut for Tawny Port, and the Trader Joe's brand Tawny Port, <laughs> I would stack up against like my name brand favorite like Kopke. Mm-hmm. I and kind of dollar like cost benefit analysis. I am preferring the Trader Joe's brand. Yeah, it's it's just a little less good and half as much. Yeah, I mean the, the the one thing that I would love to see, and I don't know, Jeff, you live in a state that has sane liquor laws. Does Trader Joe's have liquor? They do. Are you they fucking have, serious? They have a bourbon. Oh my god, I've had it, and it, I guarantee you, it's got to be made by like fucking Buffalo Trace or somebody. I, th- I think it is. Of and course it, it is, and it's like you know it's. I, I, so, had it through a friend whose family had brought like a whole case of it in because his dad buys it by the case. I mean, why wouldn't you? It's and it's like dirt cheap. It was like twenty dollars for a seven fifty, and, and that's I mean, Evan like, Williams prices. Yeah, and, and it like you know it it was not like <sighs> mind blowing because it is young, right? You know, it hasn't aged, it hasn't mellowed nearly as much. But I mean, like I'm sitting there drinking it, going like you know. I could, I could deal with this, or just buy a couple of bottles, stash them away for ten years, that's, let them that's, age. That's, that's not, that's not. I know, how, I know, I know, that's, I know that's, that's not, not how it works. No, no, that's, that's, I know that, not that's, how that's, it works. That's, that's not. That, that's that's. Shut up. It's five minutes to walk. Right? I know, I know. It's not how it works. Uh, you can't age bourbon, Josh. I know you can't. I wish you could. We we well, legit have talked about. We have talked about this long enough. Maybe it is time that we finally do the. Trader Joe's Aldi show. Oh, we should add Lidl to that as well. Because now that we have Lidl, they have their own house brand as well. Oh, do they really? Uh-huh. The oh. problem, my, my problem with, with that in general is that <clears throat> you have to commit to the six pack. So no matter what you're getting, it's well, a same six thing pack. with Aldi though. Sure. Exactly. But you're, you're, I mean like it's an expensive show because we're buying six packs of beers Sight unseen. That you know. very well could absolutely be garbage. Yeah. And and a lot of them are stored warm on the shelf. They are. That's a problem. And, and but I've looked at like at Lidl, I've looked at their hoppy beer and they'll be like three months old, four months old, eight months old. And it's like, you know, this isn't worth the experiment for me. I think it would be good for a show though, and maybe what we do is we split it up of one of us takes Aldi, one of us takes Lidley, one of us takes Trader Joe's. And Lidley. 
Or Lidl. I thought it was Lidley. It could be. L-I-D-L? L-I-D-L. I I call it Lidl. Yeah, I thought it was Lidley. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Pronunciation. It's fun. Uh, But, Wells, back to your point of contract brewing is a mess, and it always has been. Um, We can remember there was a, in the early days of craft beer scene here, there's been a few... By name only, beer yeah. companies that kind existed. brewing that was like, oh yeah, we're we're at Charlotte Brewery that all our stuff is made by R- what R J Rockers in yep. South Carolina. Yep. Oh, R J Rockers. There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <sighs> the correct pronunciation of Lidl is Lidl. Okay, thanks, Dad. The I in Lidl is pronounced as a long e, which means it is pronounced with an e e sound and not with a short i. Little. It's not Lidl. Okay. Or thanks. Little. Thanks, Dad. Lidl. Hey, you know what? You're the one calling it Lidley. Yeah, like, why not? <sighs> this thing's got a knife. We can't on, take it? him anywhere. That's the. I'm gonna cut him. That's the slowest cut. Yes, and it'll be worth it. So, unless uh, you know, if you don't know that much about craft brewing, because when you think of breweries, you think of like the brewery name. You know, that's you know, Divine Barrel, you know, makes this beer. Revolution makes this beer, and it's made at Revolution. But what if it's sold under, like, a store brand name or carries somebody else's information? And Not to mention, like, as someone who wants to know, like, I want to know where my beer came from. Kind of, I think that's a point that you're trying to make, mm-hmm. right? I want to know where my beer came from. I don't have a problem buying the, the store brand. I remember when Harris Teeter had their own brand? Yep. That was a short thing. But, like, I want to know who made it. Tell was, me who made it. Was that the ro- the trolley bar? Trolley something. Trolley something or other? Yep. Give Did me it. a second and I can figure that out. I'm pretty but, sure that was Lone Rider, I think, if I remember mm. right. Could have been. But, you know, even then, like, just tell me who's making it. Right. Because I, I don't... I don't honestly believe that a store like a Harris Teeter or Aldi, Lidl, Trader Joe's... I don't believe that they're out there manufacturing literally a, a very small amount of everything there is. Right. I recognize that they are buying stuff, you know, generic from somewhere, putting their own package on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what's nice about like going to Aldi for stuff like dry pasta. Yeah. It's not any different than the stuff you're buying. Yeah. It's not <laughs> any different than Bertoli. Right. But it's I want just I, cheaper. Yeah. And, and like for something like that, I don't know that I necessarily care about because like, I feel like pasta is pasta is pasta for the most part, but like beer, like, you know, there are breweries. Like if I found out that like, um, Oh hell, what's that? What's the, what's the one in, uh, the raw in the, in the, in the triad that makes like the, the working lunch full steam, full steam. Yeah. If I found out it was full steam, I'd be like, hell no, I'm not buying their beer. Cause they're, they're just, I don't like the way they do business. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, holy city. No, I'm out. Well, and, they're going to get mad at me for buying it at Aldi. And going back to to that or to that point of, I can remember a very specific time on the BA forms when people started to figure out that you know these weren't like no name places that were making this stuff. There was a lot of like Firestone Walker was making them, and like there were pictures of here is the Firestone Walker brewed version of this beer. Here is Gordon Birch's or Birch's version. Like it got that deep of. I know exactly what the label looks like. I know I should buy this beer versus not buying this beer. Which, you know, and again, like, I'd love to know 
which is too much, if you ask me. I shouldn't have to do that no, much work to sure, figure out. Sure, this but is, this is who it is. But if I found out that uh, Firestone made, you know, the IPA or or the the lager or whatever at at Lidl, I'm probably going to buy it because I love Firestone's beers. Right, and I can trust them as a brewery. When I find out it's somebody that I don't like, I'm not going to buy it. So why can't I just know? Well, and yeah, I would agree with you. Like, it would be nice if these places, even though they are contracting these things out, is to put a little spotlight of, I'm buying this product from this place. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are a Trader Joe's that doesn't, like, they, they want everything to be Trader Joe's brand, Trader Joe's this, Trader Joe's whatever. Um, they they don't want you to go down this rabbit hole. They're going to make somebody put up a like a fake storefront, like in front of their this actual brewery. This isn't like Mission Impossible Nine, you know? know. Like it doesn't need to be that many layers of subterfuge. No, it doesn't. You're it right. doesn't. It. I mean, it doesn't. But that's just the way some of these places run business, and Bruce they don't talk about their brewing practices or business, business practices. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, Excuse me. I, I still think we should, at some point, actually finally do the show that we've yeah, been talking I, about. I'm Let's in, just if for no other reason to get you to say Lidl. Lidley. That's going to be a long recording. Uh. All right. So according to this article, these are the 25 worst beers in the world. Okay. So according, according to this article that simply scrapes... Uh, information from Beer Advocate. Uh-huh. And by the way, I absolutely detest this source. Eat, I do too. Eat, eat this, not that. Like, fuck you. Like, I. It's not even eat this, not that anymore. It's just like, here's things that were getting promoted. Yes. But they, they had this whole, like, I, I remember it. Like, do not drink Dogfish Head's Worldwide Stout. Because it has over 600 calories a bottle. Instead, you need to drink Guinness because it has 100 calories a you, bottle. You, you, you wanna, I'm not even joking you, around you wanna, with that. You want to know what has less calories than that? Anything. Guinness, zero. So if any of you are worried that uh, you have purchased a bunch of worldwide stout and the ensuing calorie bomb that it is. Yeah, just send them will, all here. We'll happily, uh, again, reach out, contact at craftbeercast.com. We will gladly ship you. Uh, some Guinness Zero in trade. Yeah, I still have to, uh, two in the keyser. There, there you go. All right. So, in the in the new world of lazy article writing, uh, I scraped untapped data or beer advocate data, and I've come up with my new analysis on it. Can Can you gentlemen guess out of these twenty five? What do you think is the most prevalent of... It's macro. It's all macro. Well, okay, so that's pretty obvious. Yeah. But what do you think macro would rate as the 25 worst beers? Uh, not, nat- not Probably partic- light, probably light. Yes. Yeah, Natty Light, you know... Huh. Bud Select. Yes. Which is coming in at number one, baby. Mick Ultra, I'm sure. Mick Ultra, Keystone Ice, Keystone, Keystone Ice. Regular... I mean, I, this this is such a low hanging fruit article. Anybody that listens to the show, it really was. Can, so, can already like write out a list of what are the twenty five worst beers that you, like mass produced beers that you can think of, and that's just what this list is. So this is what I this is why I like my uh, network wide ad blocker 
because then I don't feel so bad about clicking on this because they're not getting any ad revenue from me looking at their easy, lazy article. Right. We need to talk about a network-wide ad blocker. This sounds very yes. relevant to my interests. Uh, Coors Light. Keep scrolling. I'll, I'll read them off. Coors Light, 22, 21, Red Dog. Haven't seen one of those in a while. Odules. Big shock. Half percent. Carton Cold. Sure. Carlton Cold. Never heard of it. Keystone. Again, no surprises. What what is that? So this brewery beer shows up 30? two thirty or two times. It's a, a beer called Beer Thirty. There's also a Beer Thirty Light version, and it's it a felt like a seltzer. Yeah, it's the Melanie Brewing Company, which makes me wonder if it's like a contract brewed. Yeah, whatever. Nobody really wants to put the name on it. Corona Light. I mean, because Corona wasn't bad enough. Keystone Premium at fifteen. Bud Light and Clamato Chilada. Okay, like I get that. Clamato's gross. Oh, you don't want, like, clam juice in your beer? Uh, I don't... Okay, I'm, me neither. Look, go ham with your clam. I don't care. Uh, 13 is Mick Ultra. 12 is Bush Light. 11 is Bud Ice. They still make Bud Ice? Bush Ice at 10. A lot of ice beers here. Bud Light at 9. Milwaukee's Best Light. 8. 7 is Beer 30 Light. Again, who cares about Beer 30? Uh, 6 is Miller 64. Big shock. Five is natural ice. Keystone light at number four. Three is sharps by Miller. Number two is natty light. And number one, bud select 55. So no big shocker here. No, I would, they're I would all have, macro loggers. I would love to have seen what this list looked like. That was not full of macro because yeah, like same to, to Wells's point, this is all low hanging fruit. Oh, you're going to beat on keystone ice and keystone light and natty light and bud light. Like, Nobody's drinking those beers for their flavor. No. I mean, if, if I am drinking a Ginny, I'm getting Ginny Ice over Ginny or Ginny Light. You know what's typically happening here is the people who are actually rating these beers are craft beer drinkers who are on a golf course or at a pool yep. or somebody else, and they're hate-checking it in. Yeah, they to got a bone to pick. No, yeah. just to just prove a point. Yep. Yeah. Look how edgy I am. Dogging on Keystone Light Ice Select 64. Right. Woo. Woo. Edgelord over here. What a hot take. Well, this beer tastes like urine. You don't say, Chad. Well, gosh, Chad, how much urine are you used to drinking? Well, you know, the doctors say you should drink at least a liter a day. What's what's he saying, Dodgeball? Um, I drink my own urine because it's, uh, it's sterile and I like the taste. Yes. That's right. I mean, I guess so is the Bud Select 55. It's sterile. sterile. And, but do you like the taste? I I actually don't know if I've had it. I Even though I've got depression, I don't hate myself that much. <laughs> and title of the show. Uh, All right, are we ready for a break? Yep. Oh, man. We'll be back in 30. time for buy don't buy well how does that work well we've been drinking beer on the show thank goodness uh this beer has alcohol in it uh this show i mean which 
I hate the fact that we've got to say that out loud, and yet here we are. Here we are. Uh, uh, we're going to tell you what we, th- we think about it in the simplest of terms. Would we buy it or would we not buy it? Jeff, kick us off. Um, an entry in our Left Behind series. This was a beer that was left behind at my house. Um, this is Carolina Brewery's Sky Blue Kolsch. Um, <clears throat> my experience with this beer has, uh, this is the third time I've had this beer. Uh, the first time I had it was at the Carolina Brew House. Okay. Cause I'm like, you know, it was a hot day. We had been moving my daughter for college. And I'm like, you know what? Call sounds great. And I was, I was, I was whelmed. Um, and my second time trying it was at an actual, uh, Carolina football game. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of options. And I like it was super hot. I've been sweating a bunch. And I'm like, I don't really want an IPA. Right. Let me have one of those cultures. They hand me a pint can. And I'm like, cool. And I'm like, but it's warm. You and you'll me, like it. You charged me $12 for a warm pint can of Kolsch. And you'll like it. The absolute hell is this. Um, so my history isn't like great with this beer. And it hasn't really changed any. Uh, is this can warm? No. Okay. But, but for a for a Kolsch, like I kind of expected to be a little cleaner, a little uh, thinner. This is kind of syrupy for a Kolsch for me for some reason. Um, I just don't think I'm I'm gonna buy this one. Fair you know, sometimes like the idea, you know, the kind of my my brainchild for this is like sometimes beer gets left behind. Sometimes it's good. Yeah. Sometimes it's bad. This is like I it's just you know like I feel like there's a lot of good Kolsch out there. This just isn't the one for me. Well, I mean, I picked up a four pack at Resident Culture this past Saturday and went over to a friend's house. Of, I only, but sky I only, blue? No, okay. I only had time to drink two of them, so I left the other two behind. Sure. Uh, I don't think my friends were going to be the least bit mad about what I left behind, but you know, them, them's the breaks. Uh, this one, man, I I would cook with this. Maybe make some beer biscuits or something, but as a a Kolsch, I, I think I just expect a little bit more or less from my Kolsch. Like this, this just didn't really do it for me. And did you, bother with the date checking at all because uh, i did not starting to I wonder if i can even read it is there a date on it uh yeah and it looks like january that explains i mean partially explains i don't mm, i can't see myself reaching for this even on the best of terms but this is just not it for me goodbye josh Remember that golden from Athletic Brewing we had last episode? Oh, yeah. I'd, right? take, I'd take that over I, this. All day, any day over this. No. That says a lot. I'd you take are. an N.A. beer over this thing. I was I was up at Grant's, and he had um, the Devil's Logic Colchon. Mm-hmm. And he's got, uh, I think, eight taps right now, variety mm-hmm. of different things. And I had two of the Devil's Logic Colchon. Yeah. It's not that I hate Colch. I hate that beer. Fair enough. Bingo. Next beer up. Um, <clears throat> up next from the aforementioned Campanology Brewing, Wanakee, Wisconsin. Contract. This is a Trader Joe's brand. Oh, is this from Trader Joe's? Yes. That's why I. Okay, because it actually that says entire... Campanology Brewing on it. Oh, sure, but Campanology Brewery doesn't exist. Okay, I wasn't paying attention when you were talking. Clearly, he wasn't. It's okay. For the first time in forever. <laughs> uh, this is Cracking Clapper. 
It's that's a choice. It's an American barley wine, which already I'm like Ugh, caramel malts and cascade hops, fragile, notes of toffee, raisin, and grapefruit. Cause those are flavors that go together. Toffee, raisin, yes. Grapefruit. Grapefruit, no. Um and and it was um cracking clapper, I was more like cracking pepper. Like it was very um had like a peppery bite to me. Um, I don't, I don't care for this at all. The hops are gross. Um, big hard no buy. Probably easiest choice in a while. I would drink that culture before I would drink this. Hmm. Well, I am wondering what this beer could be like in a year. I wonder yes. that. I wonder that any single time I have an American style barley wine that I think has a shred of potential, but right now is just absolute trash ass. Um, this beer does absolutely nothing for me. Um, if I hated my friends, I would go to the uh, a barley wine tasting and bring this and just like leave it on the table. Uh, instead, I offloaded onto you guys. Yeah, this is a no buy. Look, sometimes that happens. You know, we yep. get donations that are not always great. Yeah, it's been a oh. while since we've had an actual Chuck beer. Oh, but this, this was a donation from a friend of mine that I drink barley wine with on a regular basis. And he handed me this one as like a, why don't you go home and drink this? Like he picked up two of them, drank one, and did not want the other. Clearly allegedly, smart move. Allegedly drank one. No, that's one. exactly what he did. Are you well, sure he drank the whole bottle? I, I do not think he saw the bottom of it, no. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Josh, your thoughts on this uh, interesting Kicking the piece. dick? Yes. Uh, no, I am, I am there with the... I would buy one of these at Trader Joe's when we do the Trader Joe show, and I would let it hang out in my fridge for like two years and let it mellow because that thing is an aggressive kick in the teeth. It's a peppery bite. There is so much going on there, and this is why I am Team English when it comes to barley wines. Hell yes, amen. Hey, speaking of Team English, yes, Jeff. Next beer up. Uh, got a revolution beer for you guys. I know, big disappointment. I'm real sorry. I'll, one of these days, I'll <sighs> run out. We won't have any more, and you won't have to put up with me. God. But uh, this is, uh, so, so we've had a couple of the different variations of straight jacket, their English barley wine aged in bourbon barrels. Um, this is maple jacket, a light and tidy 14.4% English barley wine aged with maple syrup, um, rested for one year in freshly emptied maple syrup bourbon barrels. Uh, have had this company, well, it, Revolution, Puts out a bourbon barrel maple syrup. Tis good. Tis real good. Um, Tis real good. So they they age the barley wine in empty maple syrup bourbon barrels and then sweeten it up with a little more syrup prior to packaging. Uh, it says subtle maple aromatics and flavor complement the classic vanilla and toffee notes. Um, I kind of disagree. I feel like the maple is super strong in this, but I'm here for it. It is honestly one of the sweetest revolution beers that I've had, um, which may be polarizing, but I've had evil twin maple beers that I felt like were cloying and impossible to enjoy. This is very sweet. It is very uh, like it. It's very sweet and there's it's definitely syrupy, but not like like the maple isn't oppressive. And it's there, and it lets you know that it's there, and then it goes away. So, big shocker. Yep. I like this one. Um, big buy. Wells? It's the 
other it's the opposite end of the pendulum swing from that campanology um, English style barley wine barrel aged, not a fresher American style. Yeah, it is a, a touch bit sweet. You've got that maple presence rather than fresh cracked black pepper. But I mean, look, it's it's revolution and it's a barley wine that's been aged in barrels from revolution. Um, so the floor is pretty high. And even though this may be one of my lesser favorite iterations from them, oh, I'm still going to buy it because again, yeah. like just the floor is super high with them. Josh, your thoughts. So yes, as it's been said, this is sweet. This is a little cloying, but doesn't overstay its welcome. It fades quick. Um, you going to buy it? I don't know. This is where it's getting tough because it's dancing on my tongue. The barley wine's there, and it's enough to what, overcome that sweetness. What kind of dance is it doing in her tongue? Because to me, it's like clogging. Yeah, it's it's definitely like, I am maple. Hear me roar. Yeah. I am maple. And then the barley kind of kicks in a little bit, the barley wine part of it, and it kind of takes it away. I will buy this, especially compared to the one Revolution beer I think we all hated, which was that strawberry, strawberry barley, yeah, strawberry jacket, strawberry jacket. Which yeah, was that was the worst Revolution beer we've ever had on the show, and I still chugged the can after the show. Yes, you yeah. did. Yes, you did. Outtakes. Wells like absolutely housing that beer with no regrets. It's yeah, like, this is the worst barley I've had a, in a minute. Yeah. So no, no, this is yeah, this is a buy. Uh, Jeff, next beer up. Next beer up, um, Wooden Robot put out a Peach Brandy Barrel Reserve Doré 22. A barrel-aged sour golden ale. 6% uh, Peach Brandy Barrel. Mm-hmm. Got me really excited. Um, it's been a hot minute since we've had Wooden Robot on the on the show. and I was telling this story to somebody a couple weekends ago. It was like, you know... We all loved Wooden Robot, and then they expanded, and I felt like their quality kind of across the board went down. I think they were spread too thin, and it's entirely possible that they were starting to build towards something. Yeah. This may be the first... This this is the first Wooden Robot beer I've had in a hot minute, uh, especially a sour. Um, the, the nose on this is incredible. I mean... I recognize it's peach brandy and not actual peach. I'm sure there's probably some peach in there, but like just that peach aroma is ridiculously strong. It absolutely delivers. This is a delicious beer. Absolutely delicious. Um, big buy for me. Well, it's been, I think three, one or f- week, three or four years since they released a batch of this. Um, this uh, is half of this year's release. Uh, was peach brandy. The other is this, they call it a pink tequila. It was uh, red wine barrels that then were sent to age tequila. And then they take those barrels and add this, this um, base beer in there. And I flipped the coin, which one was I going to just house at home? Right. Which one was I going to bring on the show? You guys got this. Um, so, and I the pink tequila. look, I love both of them. Awesome. Do not get me wrong. This is Fantastic. this is an exemplary. It's a very 
clean golden ale. It's got just a, a pleasant amount of acidity, but those peach brandy barrels absolutely shine. Like this is a, I didn't know that I even wanted to know what the heck peach brandy was all about. And it's almost like the whole like fruited brandy world. Yeah. Is, is it needs to be delved into a little more. Unless you're Josh. You're like, yeah, Josh's like, no. Uh, perhaps, I, again, you guys I, do I your own show. I don't like distilled distilled fruit wine. I don't, because I don't like fruit wine. So fuck off. Um, no, this is an absolute buy, and I cannot wait to hear Josh's take on things. You can't wait to hear Josh shit all over this beer, because it's way too sour for me. This is way too sour for you. Yes, it's got that. No, 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 no. Not, not that either. <laughs> Just a big hard no on these last two. Uh, this one's got the... the I can feel it in my molars. I, it's got bite to it. I do not like this. And it's well-made. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know it's a well-made sour when I hate it to the point of get this fucking thing away from me because it's that sour. That's how you know it's good. Yeah, exactly. So, no buy. And I'm just going to go ahead and no buy the last beer up, too, because it's horse shit. All right. So, last episode, we had the Blue Puff from um, Angry Chair. Um, so, now we're drinking the Yellow Puff, which um, coats your glass like OJ. And it is guava and passion fruit. That's why I hate it. Yeah. Um, on the flip side... I would love a pitcher of this with brunch. I, oh, I, oh, hell yeah. And I some would, champagne, like do no. some mimosas and No, no, I don't grill? want to like, I, I don't even, I'm not even going to add anything to it. I just want a big old pitcher of this, a big plate of like eggs and bacon and and some maybe some grits or 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 uh, potatoes of some form. Um Potatoes O'Brien. Yeah, man. Um th- this is like making me Disappointed that I brought this instead of keeping it for, but I didn't know any better. Um, I, I I love, I mi- like. Remember when guava was like the big hot thing for a hot minute? Yep, yep. What happened to Triple C's guava? Blah blah blah. The one they do with the common market. Probably that they Dissolved. stopped doing. The- yeah, okay. We had a hot minute where it was like guava beers all over the place, and and man, I I do I do enjoy this a lot. It is. I will tell you this: it coats the glass, and well, it's, so did the other one too. And it's, though no, 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 not even close. Mm. Um, this thing, look, look at that. It's it's like the other one was like that too. residual pulp, and uh, and the in the uh, it stays in the glass. I tried rinsing one of these out a couple of times, put that colch in there. I'm like, mm, this smells like guava colch. All righty then. <laughs> oh. so not that even a, that difficult. Barely an inconvenience. Is that a buy? Yeah, I, I I really like this beer. I like it more than the blue one. Um, and I can't believe I'm actually this kind of smitten over this beer, but I, it's it's really sticking good. Wells? I, too, like it more than the blue one, which is, I mean, I don't know. It's not that I hated the blue one. It's just this one was a little bit more palatable to me, a little softer, and plus I just love me some guava. Um, yeah. It's, it's like guava orange juice. This is like beer for people that don't like beer, though. I, I would like to get some sparkling. Like I would like to turn this into a beer mosa. I would absolutely love to because it's a little thick uh, to okay. me. Yeah, and yeah, sure. I, I, I but I, but the flavors are great. Um, it's just it's just guava. 
like this is guava puree that also happens to be alcoholic. Right. Um, 100%. It is 5%, so it's not like it's really that strong. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I'll buy it. I mean, we already know I'm not buying it, but I don't understand because it's guava and passion fruit. I like both of those things. I just hate that beer. Is it the combination? Is it the thickness? Is it the marshmallow? It may be the thickness and the marshmallow that are throwing me off a little bit because I'll eat guava. I'll eat passion fruit. No problem. There's just something about the way that they combine them with the marshmallow just does not work for me. It's kind of like I, I, I like pineapple juice. I like orange juice. Yes. I hate orange pineapple juice. Yes. Or pineapple orange juice or whatever. They, you know, like that, that yeah. blend. Do, they, yeah, they, do not Like that stuff's those. gross. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? Of all the beers that we've been drinking on the show today, what's the one that we would most like to have on our theoretical or actual home kegerator? Jeff, a uh, very special little jacket for me. Uh, by far the best. Oh, wait, sorry. That was wrong show. Uh, that was the last show. Well, yeah. <laughs> Mine's a very special little jacket, too. Um, you know, like... Uh, I don't know that I could go through a whole keg of Yellow Puff. I would... I would... I don't want that challenge. Um, oh, I would be sworn off of fruit. I, yeah, I, I would. Uh, yeah, by the time I got done with that, I would never want to get anywhere close to any of it again. You wouldn't have um, scurvy, though. Correct. Um, I, I I bought two four packs of Maple Jacket without having tried it. Right. I don't regret that purchase, but I also had the opportunity to buy more, and I chose not to. I feel like there's a limit to how much of that I really want to drink. Fair. Um, so the uh, Peach Brandy Doré from Wooden Robot gets my vote for today. Quells? Uh, see, it's a little easier for me. Um, you have a trash Kolsch, an American barley wine. Trash. Uh, a, that has the clap. <laughs> a, yeah, a little too sweet for me, English barley wine, and then this puff that come on it's got to be the wooden robot that peach brandy thing absolutely slaps I'm so I should not bring in its sibling then the one that's I mean you can the wooden robot yeah yes please okay don't okay. don't don't let my preferences stop you from bringing beers on the show oh I won't it will okay. not stop me because yeah, I, I, I really because I, I really enjoy this, listening I, to him I, I really, have problems well I really wanted to try the other one especially because it has tequila Josh hates tequila yes I despise Ooh. tequila and then we'll have but it's lesson. just an, oh, oh, it's yeah. so good. it doesn't matter it's too much already I can take, I can guarantee it bullshit guarantee too much already uh, so I got to go with Maple Jacket because that's about the only one that I really liked on the show. What do you it mean was really about? Good. Yeah. What do you mean about the only one? It's the only one you liked on the show. Yeah, fair enough. Jeff, for at the end of the show, where are we at? Crapbeercast.com. Believe it or not, we have all of our episodes on there, but like, don't start from episode one. Like, you're not gaining anything. Which, thankfully, they can't anymore. The oldest episode they can start from is 143. What? Yep. Is that so- when I'm on the show? I believe so. Is when you started coming on here before hey. two. One. So, so before I mean, two unless, one, unless they really want to dig, there is one place I found because got bored today. Um, went time on out, a time out. You can hole. go to our website. 
Yes, that's what and I was going to say. You can find them on the website. That's what I was going to say. But like, the please only don't. place you can is the website. Yeah. Yeah. All the way from episode one. Don't do it. But it's like, like there are no, there are no hidden gems in there. No, there's no magic secrets in no. there. You're not going to suddenly find like you know something that's going to like. There's, there's, there's nothing for you. Remember there. when those guys were really funny before that clown Wells joined the show? Uh, uh, I know. Uh, no, it's more like remember when there was a rotating host of leaving and then Josh got really upset and then there's this one guy that just kind of has stuck around now for like three years uh, and remember, thank God for that. But then you were all like, you're all like, well, screw it. They're all leaving. I'm leaving too. I'm moving out. I'm going somewhere else and you're going to have to do it all on your own. And I'm like, okay. And I'm going to have my own podcast with Blackjack and Hookers. That's right. You know what? Forget the podcast. Forget, forget We're talking Blackjack. about Brandy today, bitches. All right. Anyways, end of the show. Where are we at? Crappiercast.com. Find good. us on the Twitters, at CBCast. Wells, where can they find you? Uh, assuming I actually generate content for it, you can find me at CraftBeerCast on the Instagrams. Personal Instagram, you can find me at all the wells, all one word. Josh, what about you, bud? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcast of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody you've been listening to us. The music's over, so I'm out. We'll talk to you guys next Thursday.